0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Heavy metal, the way it was meant to be. 80s underground, live on blogtalkradio.com, the heavy metal mayhem radio show, with your host, Mike the Big Cheese.
3: Welcome back to the Sunday edition of Heavy Metal Mayhem. We kick things off tonight with Hades and some sweet revenge. And we got a good show for you tonight. We got an interview with James Rivera from Hellstar and now Malice. It's hard to name all the bands that James are in because it's pretty much every heavy metal band out there these days. Uh, so we'll get to that interview a little later on in the show. But right now, Tommy, what's going on, my friend?
0: Hey, what's up, Mikey? What's hey. happening there? Nothing much, same old baloney.
3: Oh, that's not good. That's Hang not good. All right, all right. I saw the other day you had the cheap trick, but I I, uh, I was on, I think, L.A.W. watching it from the, the show in Brooklyn they did. Right,
1: right. I
3: just couldn't find it because I, I, had, I had Verizon Fios installed this week, and oh. I can't find all the channels on there yet. I'm so used to I had Time Warner for 25 years.
0: Right, right,
1: right, I'm right.
3: I'm going nuts trying to find these channels now. I'm so used to, like, you know, the certain numbers. I can't find them. It took me a half hour to find it, and it was already over by that time.
0: And it happens.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I know. I don't get there, but I have faster, and better internet service, so I'm happier.
2: <laughs> That's good.
3: Yeah, I tell you, I had like I had time once since I moved out here to Staten Island, and when I had, you know a block took ready, you have to upload the music to your control board. It's not like other places where you can play it off your hard drive. Right. And it would take like five minutes a song. Uh, now with, uh, with Verizon, Tiny, it's like five seconds, and the song is uploaded, so it makes it a lot quicker. And a lot easier
0: so make your life a little more you know? Oh
3: yeah And cheaper too The bill's like $80 less a month Than I had with uh, Time Warner So That's great There you go Well listen We got a great show today I have an interview With uh, James Rivera from Hellstar Coming up a little later We got a lot of good music To get into uh, I don't know if you've been Keeping track of all the stuff Going on with uh In the last couple of days
0: I heard he's uh, He started cursing fans out Or something
3: yeah, before that, they I, oh. I think it was Brazil. Uh, they did one of the festivals over. in uh, I, I want to say it's Brazil, maybe somewhere in South America. That they got into a fist or an altercation with two other guys in the band,
0: oh. uh, Jeff Tate. They didn't say
3: who it was, but I mean, you know. Oh,
0: okay. Between Inter, Inter. Uh, oh, they're having trouble in, internally. I mean.
3: Internally, yeah, they got into a fight, and then there's been some, a lot of stuff like a lot of it's like you hear like on Blabbermouth and different uh, websites, so you can't really prove it, but there's been a lot of tension. And then all of a sudden, uh, I watched that video last week. I just think he was trying to get the crowd like pumped up and everything, but he's so sarcastic and sardonic these days, and just not very well liked anymore in the metal community. That it just comes off, I think, the wrong way. But now the other day they announced that the forming a new band called Rising West with all the members of Queensrÿche except for Jeff Tate and Todd LaTorre is the singer, and going to do all the classic Queensrÿche songs from the first couple of records.
0: Who's the singer now?
3: Todd LaTorre, who's He's a singer in Crimson Glory uh, right oh, now. Oh,
0: okay.
3: So uh, he's the new singer for Rising West, but they didn't say like broke up.
1: Right. But
3: why did you, they're like, well, Jeff's doing some solo stuff right now. But even if he's doing solo stuff, why would you start another band with all the members, except for him,
0: right. and do all
3: Queensryche songs? Do we do, you know, new music or something different.
0: Right, right. Do like, you know, some cover tunes. and maybe. Yeah, maybe Michael
3: Wilton wanted to do one type of music and the other guy wanted to do another type, but they all kind of... Yeah. And then Tyler Torrey posted on his uh, YouTube account him singing, you know, some of the classic Queensryche songs. I mean, the guy's a great singer to begin with. Yeah. But he, I'm telling you, kick Jeff out of the band, put him in it, call a right, and go out and do, you know, the music right should be doing.
2: Because wow. he
3: sounds a great singing. Man. He sounds like Jeff. Like, he, he does the songs like Jeff would do it in the old days. Yeah. And yeah. they sound fantastic. So, uh, I don't know. I, I guess you didn't hear all the other shit that was going on, but I was just uh, curious what you thought about that.
0: Well, I mean, he is kind of pompous sometimes and like never lets anybody else talk you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I mean, we had Rock didn't you have Rocket Field one time on the on the show?
3: Oh, we had Jeff on the show.
0: No, but we didn't oh no, we spoke to Rocket Field at the uh at, at the NAM
3: show we ran at the Nam, Nam.
0: show. He was kinda of quiet. So you could see, you know, maybe you know, they're quiet guys and Jeff just takes the you know, takes the um you know, takes the leadership role so yeah. to speak. But who knows what you know, what what's lurking be you know, between them and shit. Maybe okay. what's his name will come back? Uh I Christ said the DeGalmo. same thing.
3: Get Chris DeGalmo back in the uh, band.
0: That
1: would And be and great. do it
3: but I, I think this is it. I think you're gonna hear over the next week or two, uh, that the band's you know, they're gone their separate because... You know, Jeff Tate's been pretty much running and controlling that band for a very, very long time. Right. His family, like, manages the band and everything that comes out of it. I think oh. he might even own the name at this point. Yeah. I don't know. Otherwise, they would have kicked him out I think could write it and just went the off and did
0: do Like the Guns and Roses, go out and do, you know, he owns yeah. the band, so he's going to go out and do, uh, you know, Queen, his Queensryche, and then the other guys will be, what do you call them? What do they call themselves? They're calling
3: themselves Rising West right, right now. So, uh, but they're doing the, I mean, they're doing stuff off the EP, the first, they're doing everything off the Empire, which was Queens so you know? Yeah, really. So let Jeff go out and do the other crap, but <laughs> I think he took the band down a bad road over the years. It, they did what he wanted to do, I guess, to keep them in there and keep them happy. Yeah. But, but it killed the band musically. I mean, the shit they were putting out yeah. over the last 10 or 15 years is crap. So I agree with you there. I'm looking forward to, they got a show coming up, I think, next week at the House of Balloons, I think, in Seattle. So I'm looking forward to seeing like some YouTube videos of of the show. But go to just type in that. I go to it Out the BWBK. They got articles. Like you'll see the the clips of uh, Todd singing the Queen of the Reich. Oh
0: wow!
3: And a few other songs. And he sounds great, man. I mean, you would think it sounds like Jeff. I mean, to be honest with you, he's a great singer in his own right. But he's trying to do justice, I guess, to the original songs by trying to keep them sounding the same. Right. And he and he hits it dead on, man. He hits all the notes and everything. He sounds phenomenal. So. Mm-hmm. Get rid of fucking Jeff Tate. Put Todd in the bed full time and go out and tour. I think they'll do just as well. Wow. All right. I'm tired of talking.
0: Some rumble in the jungle.
2: Definitely.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right. How about we do some music? All right. All right, you know what? Let's do our calls metal pick of the week. Uh, you head over to callsmetal.com. That's called with a K. Your leading source of old New Jersey heavy metal. Uh, this week, Carl put up on his website Snow White. Uh, Snow White, but it's, it's said with a Z. Right. A band out of Chicago uh, with uh, Nicole Lee on vocals over there. And I could have saw we had some money from the from Snow White on here once before. I think when they were doing the. A&M thing, I'm not really sure the, uh, Yeah, I think
0: one of those guys and it was in
1: no Yeah,
3: I'm pretty sure, I don't remember We have so many damn guests on here, I'm losing track myself But this is Carl's Pick of the Week Off their last record, his War Machine I still did over Stalingrad about a week ago, so I went back uh, some old stuff there from Except Morning Sun that has Peter Baltus on vocals. He has a great voice, you know what i tell
0: you.
3: Yeah, yeah, he sounded great. Good on those songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know, um, who was the sea? C- I'm uh, sorry, what was that?
0: No, he sings another song. I forgot
3: that. Yeah, I think it was Sea Winds or uh, something like that on, on Breaker, I think it was. Yeah, almost. on
0: Breaker, right,
3: right. Yeah, this song was never released. This is off a bootleg that's been going around for a while. So I dug it up. There's actually a whole bunch of songs oh, I had that I, they never yeah, played yeah. live.
0: I saw it on YouTube once, and I think I got it in my favorites, but I never, uh, I never realized. I thought it was like on an import or something.
3: No, nah, there was this one. I think two or three other songs that were never released. Uh, he, he's on this one, and Udo had, you know, Udo was on the rest of them, but right. it's a, it's a pretty good bootleg whoever put it together, because there's a lot of rare stuff on there, so. Oh. I figured, you know, hey, let's get something with Peter on there, and, uh, I as he, he never did anything, like, you know, vocal-wise, singing in any of the bands or projects he's yeah. worked in over the years. Yeah, then, didn't
0: he do, didn't he, ugh, wasn't he supposed to be doing a, a project with, um, Spitz, Dance Spitz?
3: Yeah, they had that thing, uh, uh, Do Monkey, uh, uh, D-E-A-U, whatever it is, a French yeah, word, Do, Do, Monkey. Do Monkey.
2: Right, right.
3: Yeah, he had that going, but then uh, Accept Reformed, and uh, Peter went back with that, so... I right, right, right. got kind of put on hold, but uh, I never heard anything by them, so I don't even know what kind of music they were really doing, you know?
2: Yeah, we
0: never got a chance to ask what's
3: his name. Yeah, I didn't even get to talk about that last oh, week Dan. So see how much, so much to talk about. Yeah, you know, a short period of time, and uh, I like having, you know, we got one guest tonight, one interview, so much better, so much more relaxed, don't have to worry, we got time to talk, time to play music, doesn't get better than that. Definitely. Yeah, well, I'm trying to think who else we have on this month, so if I booked a few interviews, I know next week we have Leif Edelson from Candlemas. Right. And uh, Alexander Dimas, he's a guitar player like in the Joe Satriani vein. So uh, I'm going to leave that up to you next week to talk to him because uh, you can get into all that technical guitar stuff, and uh, I yeah. don't know what you guys are talking about.
1: Yeah, all right,
3: yeah, check that. Out. <laughs> yeah, see, it gets more like guitar stuff out. And then who do we have? Got Rick Bowman from Marta coming up the week after that, and uh, Rick Mathiasen from Age of Steel and Steel Profit. So we got a got a got a busy month ahead of us, and hopefully that's all we have on, so we don't have to go crazy with all the interviews again. Yeah. All right, let me see now. How about we do our demolition segment? I dug up, I think, a pretty rare one. I, I don't think I've seen this anywhere on the internet. So if you listen to the show tonight or the replays, head over to the block spot and download yourself a copy of this one. This is Sodom, but it's not you know the thrash metal Sodom that we all right. know. It's another band called Sodom, and they were a German metal band who played at the same exact time as the other Sodom did. They were both out there together. Wow. Using the same name for many years. Uh, this Sodom only put out one demo tape back in 1983, I want to say. And uh, I think they changed the name a few years later to Seize or Sig's Revenge or Sig's Even. I Don't even quote me. I don't know. But
2: wow.
3: It must be confusing. Two bands in the same area of Germany playing with the same name for a long time in heavy metal on top of that, you know?
2: Yeah.
1: So
3: this demo is up for grabs. Go and get a copy of it. I haven't even listened to it yet. So I don't know how the quality is or how it sounds. I just transferred it and threw it up there today because I had a busy weekend and wasn't able to get to it, so uh we'll find out ourselves here's a so called siren. All right, like I said, I didn't even get a chance to list. I just put it up and obviously it was an instrumental, Because one of the songs I pick has no vocals in it, right?
0: <laughs> I enjoyed it.
3: <laughs> Alright, well the quality wasn't as bad as I thought for something that was that old and I I didn't I was it was my daughter's graduation yesterday from high school so we were like busy all day. Sure. So I didn't get a chance to like, you know, check all the songs out. So I just picked one and put it up and it's an instrumental, but I'm sure the rest of them got vocals on there, so like I said head to the block spot and download yourself a copy of one. Hey, T, you got a birthday coming up this week. Yeah, Friday, big deal. Yeah, big deal, right? I, I, which day that you hate where you just don't give a shit no more?
0: Uh, after about 40.
3: Yeah, I think so, I agree with you there.
0: Which was 11 years for me, so. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 11 years ago, but. I know. And last I think... year I was sick, and I, was, uh, I had the infection in my legs, so I wasn't even in the festive mood.
3: I know, we were trying to take you out last year. Yeah, so
0: we was just, nah, eh, no big deal. I had to go out with the family on Friday.
3: There you go, that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I was gonna wait till Thursday to wish you a happy birthday on the show, but you know you're not with me on Thursday for the show, so I think I get it tonight. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well let me see. We got James Rivera coming up in a few minutes, so how about we do uh I don't know, you wanna hear Hellstar first, or you wanna hear some brand new malice with him?
0: Let's hear the new stuff.
3: Okay, well they got a new album coming out, Malice called uh, Breed of New Breed of Gods. Mm-hmm. Uh, They re-recorded a lot of the older songs uh, that Malice had back in the day, and there's like four or five new songs on there, too, with uh, James singing, so I guess, you know, I want to feel him out, and I think the new songs, the old songs, sound great with him singing on there. I love the old ones, but I think they're really just uh, so much more heavy and more powerful today. I know the technology and just, you know, the music in general today is like that, but I think it's pretty good, so we'll get on something off the brand new Malice record, uh, we'll get up one of your songs now and Then we'll do one of the new songs after the interview So uh, we'll do Stella Masters right now Go right into the interview with James Yeah, this is Mike. Yeah, this is Mike, James. How are you? Hey, I'm
4: doing good. How
3: are you, buddy? I'm doing fantastic. It's great to talk to you today.
4: Yeah, cool.
3: I tell you, James, I I, I go back with you way back to the beginning of the Hellstar days, so it's fantastic that I'm still seeing you out there, even more so now than ever, after thirty years, man. This is amazing.
4: Oh, well yeah, I guess you know what else can I do? Right, go back to college (laughs) and be a doctor now?
3: Uh you're doing a great job of what you're doing and and when I look at all the bands and all the projects that you play in and some of them simultaneously it, it boggles the mind. I mean, where do you find time in the schedule for every single outfit?
4: Well, you know the thing is Mike, you know things are so much different now like from the old days and you know it's it's you know like back in the day you could even uh, you couldn't even um you know you couldn't even you know you you, you could rely on one band and all of that but now it's you know you do an album with one band you go on tour for maybe uh, three weeks in europe do a couple of dates around america and then before you know it you're going uh, okay i think i'm gonna go get and like, do drugs for the next eight months <laughs> so you know it kind of it sounds like a lot but really um when you think about it you know like i always i always like to compare it to this if your average joe schmo works 300 and I don't know how many days a year he's got two days off, you know, a week, and and so it's sort of the same way. It's you know you, I just spread the work out, and so before I know it, you know, I'm like, geez, it's Christmas time again,
2: <laughs> yeah. you know, and it's
4: like, uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, I like to stay busy as much as I can. I you know that's it's basically what it all comes down to.
3: Well, you definitely keep doing that, and then, and the latest thing is being the singer of malice now. I mean, how did this all come about? Did you know the guys from back in the day, or did they kind of search you out?
4: No, not really. You know, I, I um, unfortunately I never did get to rub you know rub elbows with those guys back in the day. I, the only encounter that I ever had of malice uh, from the old days was uh, the guy that actually really uh, pounded this meeting with me and Jay at a party after a show we did, uh, and actually it was his inspiration, his drive that got me in malice, and and he, and then unfortunately he passed away just. Uh, a year ago Right before Christmas So he never got to see <laughs> What he always wanted to see But he took me to a show Back in the 80's When Hellstar relocated to Southern California uh, Just before we did A Distant Thunder And we had lost two members So we were kind of floating around the SoCal area And um, and he, you know, I, I went to a show And I saw I think it was Striper, Wasp, and Malice That's the only encounter I ever had of them and uh, but that how it really came about was oh, throughout the years uh, I, ra- I met Jay here and there, and uh, as I was telling about this guy, his name was Guy Hoffman. We, uh, me and Jay, were in a tribute band together called Denim and Leather, based in Las Vegas, and we went and did some shows uh, together. Uh, this guy had a re- he kind of formed this tribute band. And he's done it with different members at different times, like some of the Leather Wolf guys. And he had Ronnie Monroe singing for it for a while. And then he got me in it. And at around the time he got me in it, Jay was the other interested candidate. So we became buddies in that sense. And, yeah, we did a show in SoCal. and. There was a big after-party, and that's where that Guy Hoffman was and just wouldn't let up all night. Man, yeah. you got to get Malice back together with Rivera, dude. I don't know what you're thinking. You know, fuck James Neal. This is the dude. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, at, and at that point, I'm going, I'm thinking to myself, geez, and I hope Jay doesn't go, yeah, dude, what do you think? What, what songs do you think you would kill on? And I'll be like, uh, I don't even know the name of your albums, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <You know>? so, <laughs> And, uh, you know, it wasn't until after that that I had to start doing my research and go, oh, okay, the first album was called In the Beginning, the second was called License to
3: Kill. And then it
4: came back to me, and I think I'm like, I remember that song, Hell Rider, of course, yeah, you know.
3: (laughs) That's so cool, man. But that's how it all happened, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, that's how the
4: whole thing started. And uh, then it was uh, after that that he, um, Jay got asked, you know, to do the Keep a True Festival. And was there a possibility of reuniting malice and and uh he told him straightforward that you know that's you know mick and mark are around we we thought about the other think they had already tried getting back together and they actually got the singer brian allen who now is vicious rumors <laughs> where i used to be which <laughs> yeah. thought, and uh and he said you know up front he goes it's never going to happen with james neal because uh he is a uh, buddhist now or something like that and he he's totally not even into the music scene whatsoever and he says, "Well, I mean, if you can find another good singer," he goes, "I have a good idea who might be a good candidate for that." And he says, "Hint, hint, you're already playing with him in a tribute band." I read, and <laughs> that's kind of how it all happened.
3: That, that is amazing. And you know, I look at you know the new album's coming out in, in a couple of more weeks. Uh, the, the new breed, uh, the breed of new gods, and you actually went and recorded a lot of the old songs. There's a few new ones on there too, right?
4: Yeah, yeah, it's 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 uh, four new ones and eight classics.
3: Was that the intention from the beginning to kind of like, you know, rework the old songs with you now on vocals or you just wanted to see how it, you know, fill everything out?
4: Yeah, you know, and like I said, it, it's really odd how everything happened. I mean, I, I really say, you know, I mean, I don't know if you're, uh, you know, I'm not that spiritual or religious of a person, so don't take me wrong. But yeah, uh, I, I, this guy Hoffman did is he when he passed away, I don't know what the hell he's doing up there, but <laughs> things just started snowballing. And and so when when this all came about, okay, yeah, I'll consider malice. Then Jay's like, oh, dude, we got an offer for Keep It True, man. I mean, what do you think? And I'm like, oh, I'll do it. I'll, you know, sure why not? I'll, we'll see how it goes. That's really how I went about it the first time with these guys. I didn't think about, oh, I'm joining the band for good, or yeah, you know, I. I so when it goes, yeah, I'll sit. I'll do the, the vocals for you on the Keep It True festival, and then we did another club show in Switzerland. Well, well, we got to Keep It True. We were eating dinner in the little catering tent, and it was like immediately we sat down. And there's Ali Han from SPV. He comes over. He says hello. He says, "Oh, I'm so excited about seeing this Malice." He goes, "You don't have any clue how big of a of a fan I am." And we're like, "Oh." And he said, "So is this going to be an ongoing thing?" And I said, "Well, I said, you know, you know me, Ali. I said I always put 150 percent into everything I do. But when it's their world and I'm just in it, it's it's a different ball game. I mean." HealthStar is my automobile. I'm in the driver's seat constantly, and I know how to operate that automobile and keep it moving. And so that's, you know, so to ask me that, I could say, well, I like the songs. I like the, you know, what's going on. And he says, yeah, I mean, because this would be a really great project for you. And then he started talking in terms of, See, here's what my idea is and what we what we can do with the first record. And he's already going what we can do and I'm
2: going, I haven't missed anything yet, you know, and I'm going <laughs> and Jay's
4: getting all excited. He's and really and and, and uh, you know, I would like to see this and blah 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 and then we're thinking like this dude's offering us a record deal he hasn't even seen us play tonight.
3: Yeah, you that's know, a I guess
4: maybe. Yeah, and maybe he's thinking in his head that well, these are well-seasoned musicians. They're not just a bunch of young pups, you know, that's for sure. We know James has a history, so he's liable to, we can trust that he's going to um, produce something that's going to be worthwhile on my label. So maybe that's where his head was at from the very get-go. And uh, and then at that point, I said, you know, um, one thing I think that would be kind of cool if we did do something and this did work out, I think for the sake of the old fans and the sake of the new fans that don't really know Malice is that I would think a smart thing would do is to take some of the best songs, re-record them with my vocals because if no one's going to like those songs with my voice on them now, no one's going to like anything new that we do. So why waste all of our time writing a whole 11, 12 new song record and then everybody goes, oh, but they love. I don't like that crap. And then it's over.
3: Yeah, <laughs> you know. Sure. I said this
4: way they can go. You know what? This guy, this new singer, it, it fits. It's cool. I like it. Or they, know, they don't. One of the two. But and then you know we give them a tease of new stuff to go. This is what we would sound like when we do the next record. And then it's a safe way. And then some of those songs were so good that these new fans that don't even know who the hell the band is, it's reintroducing into them. With a more updated sound and everything, and they're going to dig it. And then I think from that point on, we'll, you know, we we can actually count on this thing going on. Ali loved the idea, and then he wrote uh, an email after he. Well, of course he saw the performance, and then he was even more blown away. And then, yeah, I mean, that wasn't even a few days after I got home. He sent me an email said he wanted to make an offer from Alice. <laughs>
3: Man, that's a great story. You know, that was the next question I was going to ask you, too, is like you said, like like re record somebody all this long, see how it works out with the fans. You've stepped into a lot of bands, I mean, you know, that already were established. Did you always have to kind of try to fit into what they had before? Because, you know, people want to hear James Rivera. They want to hear James Rivera, but you also got to kind of appease, you know, the old school crowd that went along, like, you know, with Vicious Rumors or Flotsam and Jetsam and other bands that you just walked into, Seven Witches, things like that.
4: Yeah, you know, I think uh, I think more so with vicious rumors and malice and flotsam. I I I did have to go in there. I go in What it is is, uh, and this is kind of funny too. You know, there, there's something funny that fans might want to hear, like to hear about. This is that you know I'm a karaoke night, and uh, <laughs> I like going to karaoke bars. But then when I go to karaoke bars, I really don't sing much metal. I go off and do other just. Extreme difference, like Engelbert Humperdinck or Billy yeah. Joel, and things that I like, you know, for uh, the spinners, all that stuff. So when I go, when I joined these bands, I sort of took it at the karaoke approach and go, well, you know, if I, uh, you know oh look, here's a here's uh hammerhead by Flauta. Well, of course, people sing that, and just like any karaoke person, they'll try to nail it as the person did it, because that's the whole point of it, you know. And so I kind of go in with that attitude. I try to do it as if it's just a cover song and and what would be my best eric a k k impression? you know, yeah, but then when it came to when it comes to actually fine tuning the songs and then getting the i guess getting the the nod that that or that 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 cool nod or that, that smile that you know from the other members, especially like the main members in each one of these outfits, they do. The way you did that, the way you did it your way, that was really cool, man. So, yeah, just do it your way, too, man. Don't worry about it being exact, but you're doing a great job, and that's kind of how I go about it, you know. So I go in there, try to nail it as close as possible, almost mimicking the person, but then uh, once once we've gone through the song once or twice, I'll start slipping in what I would do because that's more me naturally anyways, and it seems like 99.9% of the time, they all they dig it, and they're like, dude, that was just killer. Just do it that way. And that's how it happens.
3: Yeah, I mean, there's not much that you're on, James, that, that doesn't hit the mark. I mean, last year, The Seven Witches, Call Upon the Wicked. I mean, I think it was one of the best records of last year that came out. It was almost like you could, you know, you could be you, even though you were playing The Seven Witches. It's gone through like, countless lineups, you know, over the years in different versions. And it was so disappointing that I heard that you had the shows in New York, but you were kind of part of ways with the band at that point. I was so disappointed because I was going to, like, finally get to see you again, with, you know, with Seven Witches. On top of that, and it just didn't happen, and it kills me because that album just like goes to waste after that because we'll never get to hear you singing on it, you know.
4: Oh, I know, man. You know, and the thing is, is that, it, and it's it's too bad that it all happened that way. But I, I think that in, in a sense that, uh, you know, um, me and Foster are we're really good friends now. I mean, we're we're actually closer now, you know. But I think it's just that he. um you know, of course, I did the the, the other two, which were like the, they, they considered the best Seven Witches records. So when we call upon the wicked, it was just bringing back the strongest elements he ever had. When we did Passage to the Other Side and then Year of the Witch, and and I think what he was really wanting to do was he just really wanted to kind of go out in a bang with the greatest Seven Witches record. And the only in his mind, which is a way that I mean, in, for me. Um, it's, I take that as a nice little pat on the head or, or, you know, a, a very, uh, complimenting thing is that he just knew that the seven witches stuff just wasn't as strong or as liked without my vocals on it. And it's, you know, so I think in his mind, he was like, well, I'm going to put out a killer seven witches record for the last time. I got to get Rivera back, but he never said those things you know he had to be interested to want to come do the record otherwise i i probably wouldn't have done the record knowing that it was just going to be something to record and then and say goodbye yeah See, i and i think that but i noticed that the record was done and the things that i was trying to do to um can you hold on a second real quick hold on, sure, hold on. yeah yeah right give me a second okay i'm back yeah, and I think that the you know the, the things that, uh, that I started noticing is like you know okay now the record was done and and then like he just kind of had the cover done without even including any of us and then the whole time we were doing this you know he's going well you know you know this is all about me and you and you're an equal uh, you know you're just as much as important as the band. Then he had me book some gigs and then he canceled all. you know they had to cancel them down here in Texas and everybody was looking forward to seeing this new lineup, but then I kept pushing the envelope about dude, uh, should we get a Facebook? Should we get, you know, we we don't have nothing. You don't know, have a MySpace. So we we need a website. And then he kept going, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, th- and then eventually it just turned in, you know, dude, I don't know, just word of mouth. And I'm like, dude, we know you need these things <laughs> to yeah. keep a band alive nowadays. You know, you've got to network. I mean, it's not like the old days anymore. So I started noticing that these things were starting to fall into play as, as, the business side of it was really going down the tubes, and then I I just kind of took common sense and said I don't. And then I started, you know, started, you know, hanging out with Mike uh, Laplante a lot. You know, Mike's a little bit more honest and open. And then I, and then he started indicating that Jack was not really sure if he even really wanted to do this. He just wanted to do a, a great record again, and I was, I was a little disappointed, you know. And then yeah, we they got those dates for Armored Saint, but it was like. We were going to be their, their roadies, their, their whole everything, and there was no money in it for us but a plane ticket for me. And I'm like, ah, uh, yeah. Uh, and in my day and age, just as I was telling you earlier, you know, what do I do? I think like an average person, I got to work 300 something days a week, a year too.
1: two. <laughs> yeah, sure. and I've
4: got bills to pay, I've got kitties to feed, and uh, you know, <laughs> and uh, it just didn't come across to me as a very appealing thing. And I just said, no, and I gave him my reasons, and then. The next thing you know, he's doing it with Alan Tequila, anyways. You know, and and yeah. so all of that at the end of the day, I'm I'm not a uh, FBI agent, but I could see where you know I could see how it other he had that card in his pocket already, anyways. He just wanted to, I guess what he wanted me to do was to give the official no once he said the money, and then he felt better about it. And go, oh well, that's okay because we were going to get Alan to do it anyway. <laughs> it's yeah. cheaper that way, you know. I I don't know. So there was a, there was a little bit of it. Maybe it sounded a little. It came across a little insulting, but at the same time, I thought, yeah, I I can see what he had kind of planned all along, and and you know, all more power to him. You know, he's he's doing great as an instructor, and uh, you know, and I think he's where well, yeah, he actually works for the School of Rock, and uh, I think there's some big bucks in that situation for him. So his kids are getting older. So I think he's got a lot of other things that are falling into play that are that are making Jack Frost a little bit more of a normal guy around the Jersey area, you
3: know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I spoke with Jack not not long ago, and uh, he's he's a great guy and a, and a great musician, but I could I could see you know things arising with him with a lot of people, and then it's a shame because we kind of miss out on that music. But like he was saying a little while ago, I mean, you go back to the '80s and to today, it's a completely different business. I mean, from all ends, from you know, the live aspect to the records. Uh, you'd be hard pressed to find anything on the internet about seven witches. Like you said, there's no. You, you'd have to talk to 20 people like me a day. where well, in the old days, you could just do like one interview with somebody and and you would reach 10 times the amount of people or do like a print yeah, article exactly, in a metal magazine. Know. It's much harder today.
2: Yeah, it is. It
4: is. You know, you've got to. You've got to, It's like that old saying is getting is getting a little bit more. Cruel this day Or crucial Is you know Out of sight Out of mind brother You know what I'm yeah, saying exactly. And then, uh, if you're not Constantly out there You know Doing something Or you know Like my PR person She's very Very adamant About it's almost Once a week She's alright Sit down What do you want to Tell the fans this week I don't know I'm sick with the flu Okay we'll put that <laughs> You know I don't know She's, But she's like that She wants me to say Something uh, Every week Or you know Just kind of give people Updates and then she goes, and you, and you know, and, and it pays off. She goes, you see, look how many damn comments you got already. And, and it's like, yeah, I guess you're right. You know, I never thought of it that way. But it's all about marketing, you know. And he, without those tools, yeah, Witches was, nobody knew we had a new album.
2: That's nobody true. knew
4: I was back in the band.
2: Yeah. Now yeah. that's really bad, you
4: know. Man, <laughs> it's going to be great that Witches is coming out. Hope Rivera's with them. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you didn't know, there's a new album with me on it, you know. <laughs>
3: yeah, that's so true, man. Uh, you know, besides, like you say, like, you know, besides the Seven Witches and the Mouse, I know the main bread and Butter is Hellstar. You got, you never kind of went away, but you came back with Avengers a few years ago. And being a fan from the early days, I knew the music, I knew who the band was, but you came back as almost a completely different outfit sound-wise. I mean, the new records sound nothing. I mean, Glory of Chaos, The King of Hell sound nothing like Burner Star, Remnants of War. I, you guys just came back with Avengers, like, harder and heavier than you ever were. Was that an intention? Well, move forward, was just, you know, where you were, you know, 30 years later, musically.
4: It's called getting old and living in a hot, humid fucking city. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) You hear that vengeance in my voice when I said that? I hate humidity. (laughs) I hate it, you know. (laughs) But, uh, no, it it was done intentionally, and I I think a lot of it was done partially. You know, I I don't want to say that that, what I just said has got some truth to it, but in a little sense it does, because, you know, when you get older, you get grumpier, and so you don't think the same anymore. You know, when you wrote something almost thirty years ago, it's impossible to think that way anymore. And we've advanced all musically. And then the main part of it, too, uh, Mike, is the fact that uh, thirty years ago we have Borders and Cradle of Filth and Opeths and you know Tranquilities, which are some of my other kinds of metal. If I, if you had to ask me, well, what else do you listen to? i would probably rather listen to that kind of metal than I would a power metal band, yeah. and it's just so those elements also rubbed off on all of us. You know, I I was really when Cradle first came out in like I guess the what was it the late '90s, I was a big fan of theirs. I, that was one of the bands that really took me by storm. Different, uh, you know, To me, they were sort of like the arch maiden of that of that venture you know, yeah, for yeah. that time period, you know, and the, when you listen to the first two albums, you know, the, the earlier, that that's when they were going, the, the shit, you know what I mean? Oh, that's <laughs> when,
3: yeah, Danny Phil. Yeah, awesome, right, yeah. so
4: all that stuff, you know, that, that all has, you know, incorporated into our personal likes, so naturally now when we write songs, we, you, you tend to, uh, you tend to take a little bit of the stuff that you like now, that's influencing you, and, Somehow you try to cleverly incorporate it without being an overkill and not being and 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 not being true to your roots. So it, that's that's kind of what's happening. The same with all the other guys. Believe it or not, Rob and Larry we got really into like Nevermore and and of course Larry's even to the extreme where he's into like he's into like the hate breeds and all those kind of bands, which I'm not, you know. And then you know and. Uh, and you know he's more into that stuff. Big Pantera fan, and you know he's into the I'm gonna kick your fucking ass metal. You know, yeah, he's in. That's what I call it. You know, <laughs> yeah. And uh, and uh, so you know with all of us growing over the years, that that is probably the big element of why you know we sound like what we sound like now. And, and I think that uh, we've always wanted to get heavier and darker, and we 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 were proud that people said, oh, you guys were the creators of what's called technical progressive power metal. That was the because it was like, what do you, you know, what is our term? And I and I started to nail it down. I go, there's only one way to describe what we are, and I think it's what was considered technical progressive power metal. You That's the I like uh, that. Yeah, and uh, you know, and so I think that the, we we still have all that. We just we had just sped it up a bit and and put a little roughness on it, got a little darker, and uh, there you go put it in a blender and that created you know king of hell see king of hell was already setting it all up for the big picture that's what a lot of people just don't realize because it's like you know when you listen to that you you can start hearing oh what's going on with these guys they're getting a little scary
3: yeah and then by the
4: time glory came up it was we would we just set it up for the big picture already and go okay here's the new hell star for the next 20 years i don't think it needs to get any more extreme than that but um I think, to, to, to please some of the older cats. That Now, when we did come out with Glory, there was that one or two older cats with that denim jacket patch, you know, with patches all over it, and they just want to hear the first Omen album for the rest of their lives. <laughs> you know, and, well, it's too heavy, dude. What are you guys doing? You know, and it's like, well, you know what? You don't pay our bills, so don't worry about that. Right. that. You don't like it? Listen to Burning Star all you want. You know, yeah. we want to expand our horizons. It's nice to be in that, you know. It's like think outside the box, you know. Like I think outside the bun, you know. I mean, it's like we've been in that bun for a while, there are bigger buns out there, <laughs> and and we want to we want to go to another level. We want to grab, we want to keep our fans for sure, and we want to grab the ones that never would give us the time of day because they're like, oh, aren't they one of those power metal bands with the yeah yeah, yeah kind of vocals? Oh, I'm not into that. See now. Those same people that, you know, were doing the same that are now coming to the shows and going, dude, that new host bar, I mean, I'm, I was just blown away. I can't believe it's – I don't even like that kind of shit, but your album's great, you know, and that's what yeah. we want.
3: <laughs> well, that's what you've accomplished. I mean, you know, you, you couldn't have written an album like Glory of Chaos or The King of Hell in the 80s. You know, the influence that the bands and music influenced you back in 1983 or 4 with stuff from the 70s, you know, this kind of music wasn't even around back then, this style. So, I mean, it's an amalgamation of 30 years of everything that's come out and grown on you, and you still, you still keep that classic Hellstar sound. I mean, you know who it is, at least an old-school fan like myself does, but it's just, this is what Hellstar, I think, would have been at anyway if you consistently put out records over the last 30 years.
4: Exactly. Yeah, if we can. Yeah, we would. We would have really evolved to this anyway. So we just. We just kind of uh, fast forwarded <laughs> from the break. You know, we the band did take. You know, literally the. In in all actuality, the band took a, the name. I should say not the band, but the name. The whole Hellstar, you know, little nucleus thing did take a break only for three years. Really, that was all technically that it did in '90s seven when I moved to California and I and I got into the Destiny's End thing, from 97 to 2000, there was no Hellstar in existence until Bang Your Head contacted me about doing a Hellstar. Their, their their big reunion band for that year was Hellstar, and it, was it possible for me to put together a Hellstar? And of course, I got to put it together with at least Russell and Jerry and people that were already in the band towards the last days, and then they just got two killer guitar players and. And that, that's what happened And so basically Hellstar was back again More like a cover band I guess if you want to put it that way Because in my eyes It was never really Hellstar Without Larry Berrigan And uh, So yeah like that, That's kind of So it was really a three year Little skip there But yeah I mean after all that That time period You know you're right it's just, Things are different now Yeah, your right, Our influences back then When we did Burning Star Were <clears throat> pre-Scorpion's Maiden Which really Were 70's bands Yeah <laughs> He nailed it to the cross You know yeah.
3: Exactly, and I, I mean, I remember when Multiples of Luck came out in '95. People like up in arms because you guys took on a new direction with that record. I mean, you know, so I mean, it's just a time of the times. And I mean, you've kept busy nonstop even when Hellstar took a break and throughout the '90s with other bands. Did you find it really hard, like, to, just like to get by the '90s because just since, like metal fell out of favor with everybody? At least- you know, the old metal that, you know, we started out with. Oh, of, uh, man. A lot of favor. You know, it's
4: funny. You know, almost like you already know my whole life, sort of. It's just, you know, maybe we were connected somehow, like that guy commercial or whatever that commercial <laughs> is. I think we're connected. No, we're not. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> I love that commercial. Yeah. <laughs> that cool little hippie guy hits that conservative yeah, yeah. guy,
5: yeah. You know, yeah, I got
4: all
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, anyway, so, uh, but, um, yeah, you know, I – it it's just the nineties you nailed it to the cross, dude. The nineties was my most depressing years of my life. I may as well have joined a grudge band because I was depressed too. Like them. I wanted to kill myself. You know yeah. Well, you can't beat 'em, them, them, you know. What the hell? Yeah. Let me get oh, some God. yeah, give me some of that smack. Hell yeah. This overloaded. Fuck this my life's miserable. You guys done killed my music career. What else do I have, right? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the nineties was one of my worst time periods of my life financially, mentally, just physically. I mean, you know, I was living really a bad life at that time period. You know, I was involved with fucking living with drug dealers just to get by, just to eat. I mean, yeah, the 90s was horrible. I hated it. And, um, you know, but you've got to survive. So, I mean, I still, like I said, we still had L Star going on around here. Now in at least at home in Houston, we were always still the Metal Kings and the, 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 we were still the big band around here. So even all the way up through ninety six or when no, actually yeah, was it early 96, 97 we did our last show, and then that's when I decided to move to California. But even at that point, we still at least had 300 people at the show, if I remember well, you know. Yeah.
1: But you know, anywhere outside of that,
4: yeah, we were, you know, we were nothing anymore. Not, not multiples. Yeah, came out and Ellison produced most of it and took us in a direction that that worked for him and Megadeth, but we weren't them. So no, and nobody was signing metal bands. So no matter, even with his name involved. And, direction to maybe have one or two radio hits didn't matter you know nobody cared who we were you know it's like metal blade was signing all the galactic cowboy they were jumping aboard the bandwagon too and you know while we're hanging on a cliff they just came stepped on our fingers and it was goodbye
3: Unbelievable! I tell you, it, it was rough. It was, it was a rough time and a rough business. But like I said, James, you've you've always kept active with so many different bands. It was a group that you really wish would have taken off more, or you would have had more time to be in, or, or do with. You know, there was just so many groups. I mean, Malachi's Reign. I mean, I would like to have seen so much more out of that. And there was so many other projects and bands that you did. Was there anyone that like kind of, was kind of special to you, but just it just wasn't the right time or place?
2: Uh,
4: Well, you know, I think uh, when I was in Destiny's Inn, I really would have thought that that could have – I think if that band would have stayed together, we would be already up at at an ice-dark level because we were – it was kind of in the cards. We came out at the right time, but that's when everybody had a power metal band, and that's when it was making its big comeback in the late 90s. Remember that? And it was like all through the 90s. There was, you know, metal was dead, and then around the late '90s, all of a sudden, Nevermore started getting more popular on central media. Ice surfed did, and then by '98, '99, the, the shit was booming again, you know. Yeah. And uh, and I think that if we'd stayed together, we would have really. Who knows where that could what that would be by now, you know? But I think that you know, with that with that band, the problem was that we're all green to the business, and 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 I had already been around for how long, you know, whereas. So if anybody at all I should have been the one taking it the more harder You know when the album first came out and, and and realized that You know I'm starting over again I'm touring in a van all across America That's just the way it is And my my first tour in Europe was on a bus With uh, Sacred Steel and War Dog And you know and I got to play Bang Your Head And I I was grateful like more than grateful I'm thinking like geez I, I didn't even do this much shit With Hellstar you know And these guys were like Is this all there is? Is this really all there is at the end of the day? And I'm like, what do you mean? (laughs) You know, no, we're not going to be making a lot of money right now, and uh, I I doubt we will on the next record. Maybe by the third record we might. Who knows? Oh, I don't have time for that. I thought we were just going to, you know, I'm like, no, it's called paying dues. But you already did that. (laughs) I I did that for me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. you're right,
4: you know, and I'm doing it for you guys again. So get with the program here. (laughs) You know doesn't matter what I did that's all erased. Yeah, yeah, You forget what I did. It's like, you know, when you had bad credit after 7 years it's gone. Well, you know what? Everything I did it's gone. <laughs> I'm starting all over with you young cats, you know? Yeah, and and, and that was that, that was the problem with that situation.
3: And that was a great record too. Breathe Deep the Dark. That was, you know, yeah, yeah, a great album, man. And, and you know, and I, I know you have Metal Asylum. and, You know, you, you got Project Revival. you do a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, you think you ever put together something where you would touch on all the different songs from the different albums and the different bands over your career?
4: Well, that's what Metal Asylum does.
3: And, oh yeah, and, uh, uh, and that's, that's what, what was, uh, it was right, like
4: right, right, right. I do, I do, I do eighties covers too, though. I mean, I do, I throw in some Scorps and Metal Church, and Marcel Faye. But we, we do a song. From um from every band that I've been in and uh and my band in Europe uh does it as well. The 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 Sabbath Judas Sabbath European chapter. We do we've done a couple of shows uh, like that and uh we but we go under the moniker of James of on Metal Steel instead of Sabbath Judas Sabbath. Okay. And what started that was the you know the band is based in Slovenia which is is James era territory. Don't ask me why, but I'm their Elvis over there. <laughs> I mean I'll take it. That's for sure. You know it's it's nice to be loved and and, and worshipped somewhere. You know, but Slovenia is James Era territory. In their eyes, you know I should be the mayor. Is what they always say. You know? Hey, that's a good thing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. And it's a nice country with the most beautiful girls in the world. There's not one ugly girl. Even the fat ones are pretty.
3: You know? Hey, that's so it's good. <laughs> that's a place for me then. <laughs> yeah.
4: So um uh they uh well, it was the promoter that's been taking me there a lot over the years, uh, New Year's Eve, I wanna say two years, three years ago. Um he um, uh had got they, they do this big thing every year on new year's eve in the center of town uh, and they they have like these con- big concerts and they wanted a metal band and, and we were the nominees but they said but they don't want a trip a cover band like a tribute band they want you know original bands and he said and then his email says but i've thought of something clever is it possible for you and the metal steel guys to learn your songs and maybe you learn a couple of their songs and then now it's original music <laughs> And I yeah. said, Shh, I wrote those guys. About two weeks later, I said, well, this is the idea that I have. About two weeks later, we got all the songs done. We're ready to play. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I'm like, wow.
5: <laughs> so, yeah,
4: we, we do that. And it's I think those shows even come across better than the Sabbath Judas Sabbath shows because it's you get to see my whole history. That's how we promote it. You know, it's uh, doing songs from James River's history. and uh, And it's cool.
3: Man, that's what I would like to say. I hope you can get that on the road maybe. To, I know it's not easy today. You know, everybody says, come here, come here, play here. It's not so simple anymore, but I hope you can get something like that to the New York, New Jersey area because I, I would love to see the songs that, you know, I'm never going to get to here because the bands aren't together anymore or, you know, the albums aren't available. I mean, try to get over here. To oh, yeah. That.
4: Well, last, uh, last fall, uh, I went on tour, actually, when the, when the Seven Witches record did come out. And I actually got... I got, uh, I actually got accepted for I don't know how many shows, but I, even one of them was headlining a festival, and the guy loved the idea because people thought Witches was going to tour. So what, James, uh, the, so what James Rivera and Metal Steel did, we went out and did some shows that were called James Rivera and Metal Steel Presents a Special Night of Seven Witches. So people in Europe got to hear some of the Call Upon the Wicked live. Oh, nice. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we did go do that, and uh, we did a show in Holland, Germany, and Austria, as a matter of fact.
3: Fantastic. And James, I know we, we spoke before, like the businesses, you know, it's all different today, but are there any better things today, anything that, that's good about it? Because you kind of seem to have, bands have like a little bit more control today over their music and what they put out and, and how they get around and play. Is the environment a little better today in that aspect compared to... You know, like that like dominated fisted record control industry from the 80s? Yeah, dude,
4: there, there, it is a little better today, I think. I mean, uh, well, it, well, you know, and what really makes it better, dude, is all, it's just because of everything I've learned. When You know, it, it's not comfortable when you're walking around in the dark. You know that because you don't know where the hell you're going.
2: <laughs> yeah. So
4: it's 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 that's kind of how I compare it to. Uh, now the light is on. I see everything. So when you know what you're doing – Well, it's always going to seem like things are better Because, you know, it's like, yeah And I'm still learning things as I go along But I have more knowledge of the business now And how things run And, you know, what now how to sign the record contracts You know, and not do what I did then and, And now you go for a license deal So that you get it back seven years later You don't sign a record deal because they own it forever And then you're fucked and you never make a dime And, you know, all these little things make it better and I think of what it is—is it's—it's—I it's, don't know if the music industry is that much different politically and businessly. It's just knowing it is what makes it better. All that's the whole key to it. And when you know it, then it makes things move a little smoother. You have less complications because you know how to set things up the right way. Now.
3: Actually, you know, look at Hellstone. I mean, you've got—you know—that was like you, for the beginning for you guys were just teenagers, You were just little kids when you uh, kind of started and got. Oh, yeah. like label. You weren't thinking about how much money we getting paid. You're just thinking about going out, playing, making music, and getting laid. You're not thinking about the business end of it back then. Yeah, we're like really thinking, like, like, wow, yeah. we
4: got a record deal. Yeah, you got a record deal that's never going to pay you a dime, no matter how long you fucking live. But you got a record deal, and that's, well, yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, oh, okay, well, still, there's the matter. We'll sign. you know, yeah, we, we just, you had a different train of thought back then. We all lived at home with mom and dad, so, you know, we yeah. weren't worried about bills.
3: <laughs> sure. It's a whole different world. But you know, like I said, you live and learn and you know if you had to tell a kid today starting out, you know, who says, Hey look, we just got, you know, an offer for a record contract, you know, what would you tell them to look out for? Um
4: well I would say uh you know, yeah, yeah, well one, for one thing, yeah. You 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 always try to do a license deal instead, instead of a recording contract. Now there's 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 ups and downs about that too, because when you do a record contract you're going to get a little bit more money from the label because they know they're going to own it forever. And, you know, they're more than likely, they're going to probably give you a little bit more tour support than a licensed deal because it's in their best interest. Like, see, for example, you know, the the, the first, I don't know, here's what sucks, is the first four classic Star records, which, you know, in most people's eyes are the biggest records, and until now, you know, now that we're starting off on another Level and I think King of Hell Glory is setting us up for another time period of success compared to the four classic albums. But those albums will never have any rights to those albums. And we wrote all those songs and we never see a dime from them. Yeah. So there's pros and cons to it. But
2: yeah, you know, a
4: license feels better because you own it. You know, it's yours. You're just giving them the rights to put it out. And then there's a, there's a certain time period they get to keep it, and you get it back. Or, although will this thing be worth anything later? Who knows? In our case, Burning Star, Remnants of War, Distant Thunder, Nosferatu would be doing us a hell of a lot of good. So you see, yeah. so sometimes you it can come back and bite you in the ass. Whereas you thinking, ah, well, we, what are we can really do with those twenty years from now? Uh, 20 years from now, now they're worth more money. Stupid, <laughs> you know. So, but we didn't know that, you know. I mean, sure. yeah.
3: It's a crazy business, you know, James. I'm not going to keep you much longer, man. I know you got a busy day ahead of you. Uh, what's coming up? For, uh, I have to say, James Rivera, not just Malice, the Hellstar, because you got so many things going on. We know a New Breed of Gods is about to hit pretty soon. What else got happening? Anything going to happen with Hellstar this year? Yeah, well,
4: actually, we um, uh, we're gonna we're gonna be uh, we've got I guess well, first for starting on a small scale, I've got a I've got a tribute show in town here. My Saturday do Saturday, doing a. We're doing uh we're doing it's called a special night of Heaven and Steel where we're doing the best of Heaven and Hell and British Steel that night, and um, then Malice is you know right now there um the tour is is getting worked on uh the good thing about Malice we did get picked up by Artists Worldwide for booking so that's a big step in my life, sure. and we're gonna do the plan is is to do a run from L.A. to Texas in other words SoCal through all the way through and through and down to Texas. Capitalizing on both of our strong markets right now, Uh, I think for Malice to go out on a whole U.S. tour on its own weight would be uh, would just be an accident waiting to happen. And I think that because the band's been gone so long, I said we can we can do these areas because you guys got your little base there. I got my base in Texas. We'll do good, and then we'll do a real tour with a package. That's the only way I think would make sense for Malice to go out again and you know to really conquer the world that way. So and that's set for July, but we're already getting offers for Malice to do a festival in Chicago. A friend of mine, uh, Vinny, uh, there in the Jersey area, um, who brought Hellstar up there uh, last year, uh, wants Malice up there now too. So uh, I'll be you know hitting your your neck of the woods, and then i right. also just got a new tribute band, another chapter, because you know I have tri- the, the tribute band has so many chapters, so that I can fly into that market and do some shows with that band in that area and fly home so it's it's a better paycheck that way for me it's a business sure. now that's incorporated the whole thing you know but i got one now in pittsburgh and it, and we're working on maybe doing a philly date uh in august
3: oh that's great that's not and, too far to uh, make it there
4: yeah right right yeah because are you in new york or jersey
3: i'm in new york but i'm right on the border of jersey so it's not too far for me
4: oh okay so you're right there then okay yeah well, yeah, so basically, uh, you know, so there's a couple of things in the works for that. Hellstar's doing a European tour that starts August the t- 29th in Europe through September the 15th. Then I'm going to stay out there for two more weekends, do more tribute shows with my, my Slovenians over there. And then uh, – and. And hopefully, well, we're talking about uh, maybe Malice touring Europe around October, and if that's the case, then I just don't ever come home then. Yeah, <laughs> just Man, stay with it. that. I mean, yeah, Well, with the price of flights nowadays, dude, you want right. to milk that flight for as much as you can. You know what? <laughs> if I could stay in Europe for three months on that one flight, hell, I'll do it.
3: Give me, or give me a hammer, give me
4: give me some tools, and I'll go to work. That's the way I yeah. That's what I say. I'm the carpenter of metal. You know, I got my tools. I can build. <laughs> show me a, yeah. Show me a building, uh, you know, site. I'll go to work. You know, there so. You uh,
3: go. <laughs> That's fantastic, Hey, James. Thank you very much, man. The best of luck, and hey, give me another thirty years of music, and that'll take me right to the grave.
4: Yeah, hey, dude, and you know what? Thanks for your interview. It was totally different, not very formal, and I liked it. It was just like talking to a buddy instead, you know? I
3: appreciate so that, was really that
4: cool. Yeah, I look forward to, you know, I'm sure you, you keep your, you're obviously what guy that keeps your eyes open on what's going on everywhere, and I'm sure once you know we're coming through, you'll know about it, okay?
3: I definitely will, and I I will be out in Texas, in San Antonio this summer, so if you're playing anywhere out there, I'm definitely going to come see you guys.
4: Oh, well, we we are going to be doing some shows in August before we go to Europe. When are you coming to Texas?
3: We we're going to come out sometime this summer the family for for a weekend. So, I'll make it around the time you're playing So I can't come see you. There's oh, no oh, set Yeah,
4: no, no. You know what? I'll, we're we're looking at we're looking at locking in San Antonio Laredo. and oh, And and it's going to be well, and there's, there's there's some options where, you know, I've got to get with the band and find out what, you know, their schedules are cuz you know, yeah. the one thing about having these guys back, which is a good thing, the original names always bring back a little bit more dollar signs to your deals, your shows, your whatever. But the other thing is is While they've been retired from the music Oh, they went full on with the Beaver Cleaver lives So, you know, they've got the, the house With the White picket fence, the kids the You know, the 401Ks And they're limited with their vacation time And thank God they have vacation time uh, Because all of them have been with their jobs Pretty much since they quit the band in the, yes. in, the, in the early 90s Right, so So they get to tour, you know, they get to do the thing They just don't have as much freedom as I do And, um I just got to get with their schedules. But it looks like August, it's either going to be the first, second, or third weekend in August. And I just got to ask them which weekends are best for you guys since we're leaving to Europe. And then yeah. I'll nail those two days, and I'll let you know.
3: James, I appreciate that. And hopefully I can make that happen. Yeah. It would be fantastic. But we'll catch you again the next oh, time. Oh, yeah. we I, like see always. us in our
4: backyard. It's, it's, that's no other way to see us, you know. So, that's uh, it. Cool, man.
3: And the first day is on You take care, day, man,
4: James. and uh, we'll stay in touch, okay?
3: You got it, buddy. Thank you very much. Take care, James. Okay, bye-bye. With New Breed of Gods That's the title track of the new record uh, Before the interview with James He also did some new mouths But that was an older song called Stellar Masters And James is a great guy And Strad was saying in the chat room That he's like a classic voice of the 80s And I think he's extremely underrated time. I don't think he gets enough credit For uh, you know, the music he's created over the years And, and, and his voice, man He's just a phenomenal singer
0: Yeah, yeah, it's all over the You know, he's got good range And uh, interesting
3: I would Very have rich. to agree and he was a good guy to talk to, and I liked that little comment he made at the end. I it made me feel good. and yeah. Enjoy talking to me because I don't even enjoy talking to me. So at least somebody I does. I know. I know.
0: I said, What the fuck? What kind of planet is he on?
3: Yeah, I know. He
0: must have just had a fight with his wife Probably. <laughs> <laughs> hey, James is a great
3: guy. So, uh, and you know, James. Everybody, you know, he's also he's in Catless bands. I couldn't even possibly name them all. Uh, but you know, his main bread and butter besides Malice is Hellstar. And uh, Hellstar is going to be playing at the Warriors of Metal Festival uh, June 29th and June 30th uh, and There's a lot of great bands on that bill There's uh, Nell Road, Hellstar, Vindicator uh, Lazarus AD, Mystic Force, our buddies in Explorer Twisted Tower, Dyer Power Theory, Banshee, Possessor I can't even name them all Go to Facebook, type in Warriors of Metal Festival this is the fifth one Datus puts on a great show every year It keeps getting bigger and bigger And better and better so if you're in Ohio, if you're not, head out to Hawaii for the weekend. You can't beat that show. But right now, to give us the update on what's going on, I've got to make this like on Good Morning America, when they give you like the national weather, then they go local. Right. Now it's your local forecast. For Mr. Kent Pierce on <laughs> Uh A
5: little rain today coming up, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> a metal rain. How are you, boys? Good to uh, how good America, be back. Good, Kenny. good, to be back here on the on the program with you all and uh that was a great interview, probably the longest I've heard you talk to a single person in my life. I think that's yeah, yeah, that that was a lot and you know I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna kiss your behind for a second here and say that, you know, you are truly the one who gets to a lot of uh unique questions and you get stuff to you know, it's not all that shit that you always get. oh, how's the new album? Oh, how's the tour? Oh, how's the new bass player working out? Oh, what the hell? You know.
3: I agree.
5: We, we get too much of that. We get too much of
3: that. <laughs> we do I our best. That's all we
5: plenty can do. plenty of know. places in the major media to hear that crap. We leave that fatty trunk. I didn't say anything. I know you did So here's what we got going on. And it's a, it's kind of a slow week. And I'll tell you, I, I thought originally I was going to miss the program because I had to run out and do a personal photography uh, thing. I, I think you guys are aware that the Space Shuttle Enterprise is going over to the USS Intrepid Museum. Yeah, and uh, it it went under the Verrazano Bridge today at uh, five forty-five. Oh wow! And I photographed it because this oh, is once-in-a-lifetime stuff. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna see this. And uh, I mean, you can go on the museum and spend like forty-five dollars to see it from uh, from there. But uh, this is seeing it go by the neighborhood, and it was really cool. It was like you know, I, there were thousands and thousands of people down there, which was nice to see uh, people coming out for something like that. You know.
2: Cool.
5: <clears throat> so here's what we got going on tonight. Down at the music hall of Williamsburg. It is a black metal festival like no other. Uh the mighty Marduk is back in New York City and they will be playing with Thirteen Forty Nine. Uh doors opened about a half hour ago, so the first band is probably going on at about eight o'clock, so you can still get over there and see uh Withered, which is one of the openers before Thirteen Forty Nine and Marduk. And I will suggest that you leave your Christianity at the door with this one. It's just dark. Dark stuff, crazy.
3: Oh, black metal. I thought you meant like the people. Oh, you meant music. I'm sorry. Oh, no. Silly man.
5: Ah, you know, the concert gods, though, if there are in fact concert gods, must be watching out for me because they knew I had a very heavy convention week. You know, we like to do convention coverage over here on the Piercing uh, Metal uh, blog. So we do the Comic Con, we do the Toy Fair, and we do Photo Expo and stuff like that just to tell people what's going on in those realms. And this week, are two super big conventions. You have starting tomorrow, uh, Monday, all the way into Thursday, is the Book Expo America. Now you say, why did I put that on the calendar? Well, look at how many bands are writing books, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. I mean, every time you turn around, somebody has a book. You know, uh, over the last year, we've only we've just had uh, Sammy Hagar, Duff McKagan, Steve Adler, uh, Ozzy wrote uh, two books. I don't know how Ozzy wrote two books. D. Snyder's got a book. Everybody, everybody's got a book. So Ace Frehley, Ace Frehley has
3: and the funny thing is that Ozzy can't read any of the two, probably.
5: <laughs> so I listed that, and it's uh, it's all week uh, going on at the same time. And this is all in the Javits Center. Going on at the same time in the Javits Center is something called uh, Blog World and New Media Expo. These are a bunch of uh, seminars, and there's an exhibition floor, which is what I go to, um, and I wander around as a as a member of press, seeing what people are. hawking and trying to convince me to do uh, as an internet provider of uh, entertainment resource. And I find it very interesting. And that begins on Tuesday and runs until Thursday. A couple of cool releases coming out on Tuesday. We have Prisoners by the Agonist, and that comes care of Century Media Records. Also Phantom Antichrist by Creator. And I think you already know the Creator is going to be coming to New York City and on tour for the States with Accept as their direct support and that is going to shake the ground uh below us. It's going to be a great great show. Yep. On Thursday, you might like this one too, Mikey, uh the band I Empire is at Sullivan Hall. This is a Gotham Rocks event. Sullivan Hall is a small place, but it's really really cool and uh your buddies and Adam Strange are one of the many bands on this bill. Yeah. And the reason I'm bringing it up and I'd like you to actually share this event post on your uh, heavy metal mayhem page on facebook because piercing metal uh, in conjunction with gotham rocks is giving away several free tickets for this event and you know tommy this is what i like to do i like when people uh, take advantage of something for free and yeah. they get to try something different because you know how they are today they're lazy they're not gonna try something new uh, and spend twenty dollars on it so yeah. here's your best chance to uh... to see the band i empire and uh, Adam Strange, and uh, let's see who else is playing. There's like four or five bands, and it says, let's see, uh, Medusa Scare, Scarlet Carson, yeah, and it's a 21 and over event. I'm noticing that on a lot of these venues now. They're making sure that they say they are 21 plus because, again, these are places that are becoming dance halls after a certain time. Uh, these shows started about 7 o'clock, but we are doing a freebie. And uh, I was clever and asked people to name me three Batman villains other than his big five, just to
1: uh, ah.
5: just let me pick, you know. So uh, I hope that the guys have a great, great show, both Adam Strange and I, Empire. So uh, we'll get that down to business. Uh, let's see what else I got. Friday night is The Cult over at Terminal 5. Um, that, the Cult are back with a new album. I think it's called uh, uh, A New Kind of Weapon or something like that. And uh Mark. they are back, and they are going to be rocking for Terminal Five. I don't know who's opening up for them at all and the band Hung is over at Bar East. This is a melodic death metal band that I'm quite fond of, and I know these folks from the scene they are playing, and also, I started to list this because there's a lot of dead Saturday nights going on in the summer, and i'm guessing I'm guessing the clubs think everybody wants to get out of town on the weekend for the summer, but I am only so lucky. So uh the band Rubik's Cube, which is a classic eighties tribute band, and I say classic eighties because they will play everything. They play the dance new wave, they play the disco, they play the metal from the eighties. All of it. All of it, all of it, all of it. And they are playing uh every weekend at the canal room. Uh doors are open at nine thirty, you have an eighties DJ playing, and the band goes on at about eleven thirty. The one and only Dave z from Z O two and Trans Siberian Orchestra is now the bass player in that band, so Another reason we list it, because we're good friends with uh, Daisy over here at the Piercing Metal Command Center. Oh. And that, my friends, looks like all she wrote.
3: Wow. <laughs> a lot of things happening this week in New York, more than just the music. So, uh... Well, you know,
5: it's, and, and this is why we list this stuff on the calendar. And, and like I say, sometimes uh, it's always important to bookmark this page and not print it out, because uh, stuff does come up at the last minute. I remember seeing Black Veil Brides one night, and I, I was called and asked if I was going to the show and was interested in covering it. I didn't send on a calendar, and the publicist said, "Oh yeah, we booked it this morning." Uh, yeah. The venue, the venue was dark. The band was in town and said, "We'll play." So, uh, so that happens a lot of times, and uh, you know, which is uh, the great thing about New York City—you never know what's going to happen. So that's all I got for you guys, and I will touch base with you next week. And as always, please come on down and remember to like. Our wonderful Facebook page and follow us on Twitter. Both of them are found searching for piercing metal, and that's how we do it.
3: Kenny, that sounds right. Kenny, do I qualify for the free ticket if I give you three
5: villain names for Batman? It was uh, was it three or did I say five? Yeah, three. Five it, go ahead. Five. If you wanna, if you wanna go, Mikey, I know times are tough. You gotta, you gotta pay for all that college stuff and all these <laughs> parties and all the all the grandiose uh, luxuries that you have up there at the Metal Mayhem Command. You know. Tommy's fee alone is is just yeah, it's, it's too ridiculous. Me. I know. So <laughs> sure, if you want to go I'll put and you mean, down there.
0: And he's lucky I missed one out of four shows. or else we'll forget it. He That's really right, otherwise you're going to be able to see
5: one.
3: Well here you go. Firefly, Deadshot, Clue Master, Calendar Man, Blockbuster, Black block Mask,
5: I'm going. You're already breaking the rules. You have to do it on the on the fan page.
3: <laughs> i'll save that for one of the real listeners that would appreciate it more I'll let them oh you give it can
5: a you can go too if you like it uh, i'll probably do them
3: anyway because i'm gonna stop by to see adam strange that night uh there's plenty of, of good guys sure. good band and uh yeah we and had like uh, a Lowry from my empire on a few months back he's a good guy too
5: yeah i mean and this is the perfect way to see um see some stuff and get a get a lo- you know get a load of it because uh you know, there's, there's just too much cool stuff out there. And, I, you know, we hear too much that people say, oh, there's nothing going on today. These guys are full of shit. You know, there's tons of stuff going on. And that's
3: I'm going right. right. to I'm gonna tune keep doing doing
5: giveaways. So. All righty, man. So that's it, guys. I will talk to you next week.
3: Cheers. You got it, Kenny. Take care, buddy. Take care. Mr. Kent Pierce of piercingmetal.com. And, you know, what, told time Kenny was just uh, talking about the new creator yeah. uh, that's coming out this week. How about we do the title track off that record, Phantom oh, Antichrist? Yeah, cool. All right, here you go. Britain with Mind Grind and T, my buddy Laurent over in Paris, he puts out a magazine called Snakebite uh, It's a great magazine, man. It's like a classic metal mag. And he only puts out one a year. And he spends all year gathering interviews with bands and he digs up the classic 80s bands like we do here on this show. And uh, issue number 20 is out. Uh, George Cole from Asker is on the cover. His interviews with Merciful Fate and a lot of other bands in there. I mean, these are like really in depth interviews, like maybe five or six pages long. Right. He asks a lot of questions. It's a great mag. You can't beat it. Issue twenty. This is it for you to know. The 2013. So I got the links up on my website. Go over there, check it out, buy the mag. I think it's like around ten bucks and a few dollars for shipping. But the issue is like the size of like three or four regular magazines combined. So you really get your money's worth out of it, and it's a lot of good stuff. Some of the reviews get a little old because, like I said, it's a whole year before the magazine comes out. But yeah. you can't beat the interviews. He does a great job. and He thinks that bands are like even I wouldn't think of finding. We try to find a lot of obscure 80s bands for the show, and he really finds them, so it's available right now, issue 20 of Snakebite, the links are up here, go buy it, as well as AEA Magazine, Dave uh, is another guy who works really hard, fellow New Yorker, he's putting out issue 20 himself, so uh, you go over to Facebook and get a hold of Dave over there at AEA Zine, and order that too, and Dave will even trade you if you have another magazine, he'll trade magazines with you, so how many publishers do that, huh? That's
0: very old school.
3: Old School is right. Two great magazines, so go and check them out. I don't know, have you been following this thing with the Orion Festival that Metallica was putting on in New Jersey?
0: No, I missed that.
3: Yeah, they've been talking about it for a while. It's going to be a June 23rd and 24th at a Beta Field in Atlantic City, New Jersey. It's a two-day festival that they're putting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess they're trying to start their own, I guess, you know, Van uh, like Warp-type tour or something. I, oh. th- it's really like such a, mi- a mixed bag of nuts. I mean, I think I heard of maybe two or three of these bands and you know, I mean, they're headlining both nights. Uh, the first night they're doing the entire Black album uh, for the 20th anniversary of it, and the second night they're doing the entire Ride the Lightning record. So, okay. I would love to see the whole Ride the Lightning, start to finish. But it wouldn't sound the same anyway because James just doesn't have that that intensity in his voice that he did back in the day. Yeah. You know, but I mean, I'm look at the bill. Uh, I, I never. You ever heard of the Arctic Monkey? No. Modest Mouse, the gaslight anthem. I mean I've Eric... heard
0: these names but oh, okay. uh, you know, I can't see them
3: Yeah. I, never heard... I mean, I heard of Avengers Sevenfold. I mean Eric Church, Cage the Elephant, uh Jim Brew was doing a comedy act, Volbeat, I heard of Volbeat. Right. Uh Hot Snakes, <laughs> Gary Claude Junior, Rocky Erickson. <laughs> I never heard of these any of these bands.
0: It's like they made them up. <laughs> I thicker. think I heard the first one Arctic Monkey That's the only one I ever
2: heard of Really? <laughs> i
3: never heard of them Yeah, uh, I mean I heard of Events Seven Falls It's not my cup of tea But I heard of them I heard of Beat. Yeah. A lot of people like them I'm like The Sword I know for It's one from Canada They're a pretty good okay, band The
0: Sword right, Yeah,
3: And you right. have Charred Walls of the Dam Playing on They don't tell you The Knights are playing On the website But I mean They're playing And Shui Eager Liturgy a Place to Bury Strangers, Wooden Ships. <laughs> you got Jim Florentine and Don James, I guess, doing stand-up. Baroness, uh, Red Fang, Let Live. Uh, yeah, also Simple Tor and uh, Supercell. There's not enough on here that really interests me to want to spend two yeah. whole days going, even one whole day. I don't know I mean I just don't get Why these bands That play classic 80s like, Just don't go out With all these bands That are still playing That music from that genre
0: I know I mean you could do A fucking festival With Saxon Overkill Motorhead
3: Yeah
2: And
0: it would draw, It would It would It would draw like crazy People it would sure go would. nuts Yep yeah. Just like I there, there was a posting About uh, On I think it was Blattermouth That they're actually Putting out A tab Guitar book Tab is like, um, you know, to Tabletures. show you how to play it, right? Yeah. Tablature, right. Uh, uh, for Lulu. Oh, God. So, you know, a lot of people are like, who the hell would buy it, you know? Yeah, nobody so bought I the record. just said, well, you know, it's a book for Lars and, and Lou Reed to give out to their fake friends, you know, basically. <laughs> and yeah. then what did I say? I said something like, God forbid they would have done an album. With, like, you know, 80s bands that influenced them, the new wave of British heavy metal yeah. people.
2: Yeah. That,
0: again, you know, like, bands like Saxon is still out there, Motorhead's still out there trying to make a buck. You know, inflate their retirement uh, funds a little bit, you exactly. know? Exactly. Instead of worrying about Lou fucking Reed, who did absolute gotch for, for, for Metallica. I know. You know, and Metallica's fans, let's put it that way.
3: No, you're right, man. You're right. I, it's like you said. You put Saxon and Motorhead on, on on a bill with one or two other you know well-known bands in the '80s, and then you have all those other bands in the '80s that I can name you a hundred bands that are still playing for the last twenty or thirty oh, years. Oh. You know they're playing the clubs and they, they never broke big, but they just keep putting out records and playing. You like in New Jersey alone, you got two dozen bands. You got Explorer, you know, you got Sleepy Holly, All these bands that you put these bands on a bill. Yeah. I mean, is it that these? Is that, that the promoters have so little faith in that music that they feel they have to put these younger bands on, like from this different genre, to mix in with it? Because yeah. I know, as a forty something old man, you're gonna want me and my money there, not some nineteen year old kid with a you know with a paper route who's not yeah. gonna spend anything, who's gonna sneak in his own you know bottle of water. Yeah, you want people exactly. like us there who're gonna walk there and yeah. buy a fifty and they're T-shirt. Buy a shirt. They're gonna
0: buy a Saxon shirt, buy a, a Saxon shirt, shirt, buy a CD. Maybe they're gonna buy a Metallica shirt if it's kind of new, you know, if it's yeah, kind of old think. school, you yeah. know. Not like, you know, something with a newer logo, something old school, you know? I know.
3: <sighs> well, maybe They don't care festival. about the bands. They don't care about the music. They just care about the money. Like, and remember my the money you shirts I'll...
0: they used to put out with? Yeah. Who used to put out those festival shirts with all the logos? Yep. That would be fucking great to have, you know?
3: Exactly. Because you know what, Tommy? What are the ones I'm going to buy? Not a 19-year-old kid who's going to see, you yeah. know, Rocky Erickson or Liturgy. Whatever the fuck those bands off? Oh, the Arctic Monkeys. It's gonna We're going to spend $10 on a beer. Are you kidding me? Yeah. We're spending 10 bucks on a couple of beers that day. We're the ones that are going to be pumping money into it. Put the beers on that we want to see. I tell you, I wish we had the know-how or the ability yeah. to do it, because I would. I just don't know where to even start with that. I don't even know how to put on this internet show each week, never mind a concert. But
2: yeah.
3: I tell you, if we could find someone that could do it and work with us, I, I think we can make something happen.
0: I'm telling you, definitely. I know. we
3: got to put out some fear. Anybody listening to the show yeah. who promotes concerts... uh Please, I mean we do have contacts there. We can make something happen. I would love yeah, to be able to do that. Still a
0: good festival,
3: man. I mean, look at what I was talking about before, the Warriors of Metal Festival with Dad. Is, uh he put that on about five years ago in a cornfield in uh in Ohio. And it was like, you know, a stage built on milk crates, and it was like the bare bottom of the barrel. And every year, he's uh, gotten better at it. He's built it up. He's probably sunk a ton of money to it. He's never recuperated any of that money. But he's a diehard metal fan, man. Him and his wife, they go all out. And they. this thing is getting bigger and bigger every year. And I think in a few years, he's going to have something really good. He, he already has something good going. But I think in a couple of years, he's going to hit, like, the major headline act like start getting them in there. And really, he can make this thing a real big thing, especially for the, you know, the classic metal that we love.
0: Good
3: for him, man. Yeah, God bless him. He's a good guy, and he does a hard job over there, so go out there. Maybe next year we'll, we'll, we'll uh, set aside a weekend we'll go out there. We'll get a little healthy and we'll go out there. Sounds
0: good,
3: man. All right, let me see. What can we do now? Um, I got that brand-new uh, Yorn record. Did you ever listen to Yorn? Who? Yarn Land? No. He, uh, he was in Millennium back in the day in a band called Master... uh it was Masterpiece. Uh-huh. I think it was Masterpiece, and... Uh, he does a lot of records with uh, Russell Allen from uh, Symphony X. He do those Allen uh, Land records where they do like uh, duets and they take a couple songs each. Yeah. He's got like a dozen solo records out. And he also does some work with the... Uh, he's a very, you can see, he's very heavily influenced by Ronnie James Dio. He's got that sound, that style. And he is a phenomenal singer. Uh, and his new record just came out of Frontier called uh, Bring Heavy Rock to the Land. How about I get on the title track for that? Sounds good. All right, here you go. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, brand new yawn, bring heavy rock to the land. Very heavily influenced by Deer, wouldn't you say?
2: Yeah, yeah.
3: <clears throat> Definitely. He
0: does, right, well, um, does uh, uh, that tribute album,
3: doesn't he? he? Yeah, he did do a tribute album, to right. Deer, yes. Yeah, yeah. Supposedly
0: yeah. it was uh, Wild Deal was sick and it didn't come out until after he passed away, but the thought was there, that's all.
3: It sure is. It's a good record, so go pick it up. We're down to the last minute of the show. I want to thank everybody for listening today. I want to thank James Rivera of Hellstar and Malice. And Tommy, I have to thank you like always, and I have to wish you a very happy birthday. I will talk to you before Friday anyway, but thank on you. air, I just want to see a happy birthday. Thank you, sir. All right, I, I, We didn't get the, does. oh, th- don't forget Thursday, the middle of the matinee at 1 o'clock. It's Flames of Fire. It's cool. a stupid title, but I got a great bootleg by Myth, uh, the pre like band that I wanted to get up, and it kind of fit in, so that's <laughs> the reason I did the show. Oh, cool. <laughs> All right, but I wanted to get Hellstar on today. We didn't have the time. Maybe I'll play it now as an after-show bonus, so oh. what we'll will listen to the podcast. You've got to get some health star for the last record. So uh, thank you, everybody, for listening. I will see you Thursday at 1 p.m. and next Sunday night at 6 o'clock. Happy birthday this week, buddy. I'll be talking to you before Friday.
0: Thank you, sir. And All right, buddy. Take
3: care. Bye. All right, for everybody listening, we're going to close out the show right now. I'm going to give you a little health Star for the podcast. As alma negra take care everybody good night